Thanks for listening to the Dr. Drew Podcast on Podcast One. And welcome to Dr. Drew Podcast, everybody. Get those swinging sounds. Don't forget that. Also, support those that support the pod. We appreciate you clicking through. And keeps winds in the sail of the Corolla Pirate Ship so we can keep this thing afloat. I do appreciate that very, very much. Also, head over to drdrew.com and uh, do download the uh, Opium series there. I'm going to read that into a podcast so you can sit and listen to the whole thing all in one sitting. I also We're also thinking about uh, doing it chapter by chapter, and then I'll talk to some of the principals we uh, consulted in writing the articles. That might be an interesting way to do that too. Also, please uh, join my Instagram site, Dr. Drew Pinsky, Dr. Drew Pinsky. I'm going to be doing some live Q and A, sort of Instagram TV stuff there. So uh, I'm going to try to get more active there. So please be a part of that. Uh, come on that site and look for me there. My guest today is Mark Fitzgerald. Uh, Mark has the Elite Training System. Uh, FitzgeraldETS.com is where you can find him. F I T Z G E R A L D. Uh, at Fitzgerald ETS, again, for the elite training system, uh, is the, where you can find the Twitter handle. And uh, tell me about this system. You were, you, were, you were the strength and conditioning coach for the Anaheim Ducks, nutrition and training consultation for the Ontario Hockey League, leading trainer advisor consultant for Under Armour Canada. I mean, you've been doing this stuff for a long time. What is, the, is ETS something different, or is that what you've been using all along? Uh, actually, ETS is my facilities. So ah. we have uh, three facilities currently in Canada, uh, just outside of Toronto, Ontario. Um, so ETS is really, you got to come even closer to this oh, thing. Sorry. There you go. Sorry, there we go. Uh, ETS is really, uh, athletic performance training. So I'm still currently the, uh, head of performance for the Anaheim Ducks, uh, uh, entering into my fourth season. Um, so I've been doing that for a while. I used to work for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is a big brand in hockey. So a lot of work in hockey. Um, but realistically the ETS is really just performance training for athletes. So it is for professional athletes or for yeah I mean we we touch a lot of different aspects in in terms of who we deal with we go from you know regular Joe's youth sports but yeah a lot of it is professional athletes I work a ton in hockey uh, just because of my background I'm Canadian we all kind of play uh, but I work with NFL athletes um, and uh, CFL which is Canadian Football League so uh, I think the the average person listening is going to want to know what what can I do what what do you kind of you know tricks do you have for me uh, you know what it's uh, there's not a lot of tricks unfortunately I think right. uh, you know from hearing you speak before I think you kind of speak that same language it's discipline it's it's doing the same things and um, you know staying consistent you know we, we we judge our program you know we get our regular Joes in and we say don't judge it after ninety days don't judge it after six months give us a year give us a year of following direction following a proper program eating properly, learning what that even means. What does that mean? Well, you know what? I think it it comes down to figuring out what works for you. You know, all these diets, all these fads, all these these things that will, you know, make you lose 10 pounds in 60 days. It's just not healthy Mm. for the most part, you know, and I think learning what that is and, and what foods work for you. Uh, it's also an investment. You know, we, I've, I've told this to clients for years is that don't put me on your calendar. You know, training and, and being healthy is just something that's part of your lifestyle. And right. it's cliche as hell, yeah, for sure. But uh, it's true, you know, and it's uh, – I love training. Do I love it every time I do it? Definitely not. But Well, but there, there are sort of two kinds of people in the world. I, I have patients that I try to get into exercise of some type, and you'd be amazed. You never, These people, believe me, never get to you. They literally would say, it hurts. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or, or I hate you met my wife. it. You oh, met- really? One of these people? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't, what do you do with them? I feel sorry for them because I, I love it. You know, and it's, it's, it's meditative. It's rewarding. It's oh. rewarding. You know, it's refreshing. Everything. But to think that it was as some people experience it as just as negative as I experienced positive. It's like, oh, what do you do with that? Yeah, you know what? I think, I mean, my wife's my wife. I'm not going to go down that road. But um, <laughs> I, I think for the most part, it's it's getting people to acclimate to it. Mm. You know, and it's you know, the old adage 21 days or whatever that time frame is for a habit to develop. I think that's a big thing that people uh, don't put enough stock in or put enough value in is that you do have to keep doing it. You know, whether it's three weeks and, you know, you get all these people that sign up for gyms at January 1st, they, they come for two weeks and you never see them again. You make all sorts of money, but that's not, you know, it's the value of just doing it even when you don't want to do it. Well, there's also a piece that I always forget about because I've been working on my whole life, and, I, and I've just, so never really been a time when I just did nothing. Eh. But you see, I think that's part of it too where – and sorry to cut you off, but you know, 
teaching our adults more than anything, the pro athletes a little bit easier. They have yeah. defined off seasons. They have defined, right. you know, hey, we're, this is building up towards comp- uh, competition. This is coming down off of competition. But for adults, it's like, oh, I got to work out 12 months a year. No, you don't. And you shouldn't. You should have blocks of time that are off. Does it mean you're completely off? No. But well, that's what I was going to say. The thing that I haven't experienced since like high school was that experience of lifting weights for the first time, you know, like a like a virgin yeah. lift. Yeah. And I remember I went and I was I was trying to prepare for a football season, like my junior in high school or something. And I remember I went and worked out modestly. What would now would be like, eh, and I was immobile for like three days. I mean, the pain was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I yeah. thought I thought, oh oh, I got to work into this, and I got to always be doing something, or else I have to deal with this every time I stop. And I have never haven't done that since. Well, I think too, uh, you know, speaking about athletic performance training is vastly different from what the normal or the average person yeah. experiences in a gym. You know, the odd time where I have to go to a big box gym. You know, we have a, a gym in our garage wherever I live, you know, I have to have my own gym just for, even we have, you know, facilities that I can go to, what have you. But like you said, it's meditative. It's, that's where I get my best work done is in the gym, either before, after, or during. And, you know, you walk into a lot of these big box gyms now and it's all just heavy plastic and machines and, you you know, you just sit in it and it almost does it for you. Whereas you go into any of my facilities and it's space and people walk in, they go, well, what do I do first? Yeah, where's the equipment? Well, we're going to teach you how to move properly. You don't need to be on any equipment. Like you, you walk into these gyms and you see, you know, a hundred treadmills. I have one or two maybe, and they're manual. You have to do the work. It's mm. not going to do it for you, you know? So it's, I think you're seeing more and more of those types of things. I know, you know, with some of these gyms we, we travel, I travel with our NHL team. So we, we stay in some nice spots and we, we get to kind of go all over North America and you're seeing more of these high-end gyms that are just saying, okay, we're going to lay down 40 yards of turf and we're going to put some different implements out here and, and let people experiment with them, which is good and or positive and negative. But, you know, there's, I think it's turning a little bit. You're seeing more group fitness. You're seeing more boutique fitness, which I think is a, is a good trend. You know, the CrossFits and stuff like that. I think CrossFit is good for what it's done. It's put more barbells in people's hands. It's, it's, it's brought up the... Uh, popularity of training, what have you, is there some stupid stuff that goes on for sure, but there's some stupid stuff that goes on at LA Fitness down the street. What, too. what kind of, what do you can qualify as stupid stuff that's common? I just think forcing people into movements that are very, that are sports in themselves, you know, like Olympic lifting, uh, you know, a 40 year old, uh, secretary who drives a desk 10 hours a day probably shouldn't be snatching, you know, like that's now if, if she has, Seems a, like there's been a movement lately back towards more heavy lifting though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, that, and that's good? Uh, yes and no. I think it's, it, again, it depends on the person. You know, I have a friend of mine who's a, a nutritionist, um, Dr. James Laval, and we, we work together a lot of professional athletes and what have you, and, and we talk about the, the, you know, the differences that the normal people that are coming in who are going to Orange Theory and CrossFit, and they're just getting pushed to their limit every single time they walk through the door. And that's one thing for an athlete, and, and even with the athletes I deal with, that's something that's really never on my mind. It's you want to dose them with enough of that, but just as much as they need. But with regular people, if you're pushing them to the limit every time they go to the gym, you're eventually pushing them into a hole that they are going to have a tough time getting out of. I'm thinking about the regular person, though. What should the regular person be aiming towards? Consistency. You so know? Um, you said you have it in your own garage to make sure you do it. Yeah. That's my thing, too. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people don't do that or no. not that committed to no. it. And so it is, you know, every muscle group, right? Yeah, it's full body. It's, you know, we, we preach at our facilities and even with the guys now is athleticism. Be an athlete. You know, and all the training that we do with our, you know, high-end Olympic athletes, whatever you want to call it, is there's versions of that that the layperson can do. Mm. You know, they don't have to get complex in fact, simpler is always better. You know, learn how to squat, but it doesn't mean you have to put 400 pounds in your back. Right. You know, learn how to lunge properly. A lot of women, especially, all they do is run and they get knee problems because, you know, the way they're anatomically built, it's just if you're not training and, sorry, if you're not training around your running, you're going to run into problems with knees, hips, what have you. And most people can't run, to be honest. It's Again, it's a skill. Uh, I think it all goes back to investing in health and wellness, you know, in terms of 
oh yeah, I got a gym membership. It's 40 bucks a month. That's my investment. Mm. Well, that's not good enough. You know, and again, it's not, a, I don't think it's a money thing. It's, you know, the information that exists now with, um, the lots of good people who are putting out good content and, and, and whatever, and lots of free content, uh, it's out there and it just takes effort and, um, time and focus to put into it. And do you, do you think that going to, well, what, what's your sort of general sort of, I'm trying to get broad stroke recommendation for people. Is it, you know, four sets, 10 reps kind of, kind of zone, or I know that these are sort of vague questions for, no, you, know, you okay. want to be very specific, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, it's again, I think it's number one, it comes down to planning, you know, what, what's the goal? Is it to lose some weight for a vacation? Is it to, you know, whatever you see a lot of the guys, I know when I was growing up going to the local racquetball club and working out it, you'd see the same people doing the same thing on the same day of the week, 12 months a year. Yeah. Well, here comes Jim. He's going to do biceps and triceps right. today. You know, so it's like I think a lot of people need variety in their programs. They need that little bit of that periodization to where, okay, I'm going to train for six weeks. I'm going to back off for a week, and I'm going to start my another program. You know, and I think that's again, it doesn't have to be specific. It doesn't have to be a specialized program. It just you have to have variety. You have to, but you have to do it, and you have to do it. Yeah, that's, I we did a podcast. Gary, maybe can help me with this. We did a the fitness genes guys where they did a DNA analysis on mm-hmm. muscle and nutrition issues, and I was surprised how spot on the analysis was. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and his thing was, you should be doing lower reps, uh, higher weights, which is something I already knew. It's what I responded. It's what I liked, mm-hmm. uh, and don't take off much time, like six days a week is what you should be doing. I was like, wow. well, I've always thought that. What number was it? Episode 312 with Dr. Dan Reardon, and yeah. you can find that at podcast1.com slash premium. And, and I was – and I started doing that. I felt a lot better. I didn't have to, I didn't have to work out really as hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I was it was just – it was more – I felt more – quote in shape yeah you know, more, i was able to tolerate and you're probably someone that has a sensitive nervous system in terms of the right amount of stimulus is going to give you way more bang for your buck where if you stop it you know as an example three sets of six yeah if you do two more sets on top of that you put yourself into that yes you know what i mean like yeah that, i feel that yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely true yeah and that's you know i was just talking to one of my nfl guys who's in a rough spot right now plays for the lions and a super sensitive nervous system, and someone that I've learned a lot from. Just I always in, thought that was my muscle sort of makeup or something. But no, it's, it's it's all nervous system. It's how you react to the type of stimulus that you're providing. You know, and that's I'm to be honest, it's something I'm super intrigued about because it's you can really make significant changes with just you know minuscule amounts of tweaking. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with him, he's six six two seventy, and he's one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Uh, but if you give him too much. It puts him in a huge hole. Well, I, I was I was I, I was aware that when I was in again high school football, I would I had explosive for about three steps, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that was it. Yeah. Everything passed me by after that. And three, I could literally beat the ball into the backfield. And if I had not tackled anybody by that point, it's over. Yeah, My play was over yeah. for me. <laughs> so, See, so. I was the opposite. I was I was strong and slow. <laughs> I didn't have that. Well, first I was quick step. and slow. <laughs> so, but it, but it sort of seemed to be that, that something about the initial explosiveness is part of what I experienced in the weightlifting mm-hmm. piece too. Where it's it's good for a few sets and it can go very very heavy and it can go right off the top. Yep. And but then then it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I think as you get older. Oh yeah, more pronounced. Everything's more pronounced. Yeah, everything. Yeah. But but I was convinced by Mark Bell. Yep, I know Mark very well. I was yeah. expensed to, to go back into some more power movements and to put some real weight on because I was afraid about my back, my shoulder, and this and that. And it helped my joints. Yeah. Oh, for which sure. Which was a paradoxical surprise. Well, it, it's funny, you know, uh, older clients of mine that I, you know help are friends of the family and stuff, and it's like, oh, what should I do? What should I do? <laughs> so I bet you do cardio every day. Oh yeah, real good at cardio. Lift some weights. Lean muscle burns fat at rest. Lean muscle is going to keep your joints stronger. You're going to get different ranges of motion. And it's like, oh, yeah. You know, my dad goes back to the gym. Back They still live in Canada. And he's 70-something now. And he's working out more than he ever has in his entire life. Wow. You know, and he's... I want to be him. I know. He's, uh, you know, a carpenter by trade. So he did it for 50-odd years. They Im- Irish immigrants uh, uh, to Canada, you know. So... He always laughed at me when I worked out. It's like, what are you working out for? I'll get you some work. Chop all that wood, you know? Like, <laughs> nice. um, But for him now, he loves it and he's seeing the benefit. You know, he's lost some weight and he feels better. You know, he's sleeping better. And it's like, 
you know, that it's so, so important for people to continue to lift weights. But then again, you, what I said before, you go into these big box gyms and it's all the machines, machines yeah, and it's plastic and it's, you yeah. know, at least there's squash still going on and all that kind of stuff, which is great. But I still think the dumbbell is the best oh, piece yeah. of equipment in the yeah. gym. I mean, I didn't even think you need anything to be honest. Like, you know, I, I was trained to be able to do it with nothing, but I, eh, yeah, you need, some, I you need, need a variety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need the way I need the, the, there's something about a heavy weight in your hand over your head is yeah. different. I agree. Um, let's go back to nutrition a little bit. So let me just tell you a bit about, so, so I did Mark's thing and I immediately gained 20 pounds and I came back and went, I know this story. I do this all the time. This is what happened. I'm just a bigger, or smaller version of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not really getting that much out of it. And then somebody said, uh, I was doing this health and fitness podcast and he goes, you got to, you got to go on the anabolic diet. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had interviewed Sean Baker, the carnivore guy. Yep. And I, and I was reading about the anabolic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then I thought, you know, I could do this carnivore thing more easily, I think. I can do steak and eggs and stuff. And just Because the other stuff was too many. I, I can't be weighing things. and no, I can't. No. I just can't be doing it. That's not life. And, no. And, and so I thought, well, I'll just eat meat next for a while. And God damn it. In about four days, I was shocked at how good I felt. And it just kept – I've been on now for about four months. Zero – essentially, I try to have zero carbs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm not. But – if somebody had told me I was going to feel this good, I would have told them that's anecdote, no way, yeah. you know, forget it. I'm sure I won't react like that. Yeah. And I'm not sure this is the healthiest diet, though I have the lowest LDL I've ever had, the lowest triglyceride, and the highest HDL. In really? My, oh, that doesn't period, surprise me. Period. And um, and I've not get, gotten up rest. I usually get up rest or infections and colds and things. Nothing. I need less sleep. I've got more. My brain, when I get into ketosis, my brain clarity is crazy. Yeah. My thinking is better. So... I've been for me this works. I'm not sure it's a healthy thing for a 30 year old. I wouldn't want to be on this for 40 years. I can't imagine it's good. But for a 60 year old, it's making me feel pretty good right now. Well, you know what? It's funny too because I think to your point, it works for you right now in this stage of your life with what you do. Yeah, right. And that's what people they and in my experience they gravitate towards whatever is new. We had this big trend. I don't know if this company is still popular. Isogenics. You know, and all these people are losing weight. They're doing these shakes. Mm. And I said to a friend of mine, he lost 60 pounds in four months or something wow. like that. And he needed to lose it. Yeah. Sedentary, all sorts of well, problems. That's, that's too success. Much. That's good. It is. But I said to him, I go, what do you do when the shakes are done? Right. What do you do when your body starts to go, oh, you're just going to try and keep eating less and less and less? No. Yeah. Then the metabolic damage lasts two years. And then you're just in at the bottom of a hole that you can't get out of. And that's what happened, unfortunately, because he just couldn't, you can't just keep cutting calories, you know, and not, and again, you, I do nutrition talks and consultations or whatever, and people are scared of protein. You know, people are scared of meat. Scared of protein? Yeah. It's just, oh, I don't want to gain weight. Protein doesn't make you gain weight. Oh my God. It's the, the misconceptions around it. I mean, you just go on Instagram and and type in diet. It's just like. It's overwhelming, and I, I, I even think it's overwhelming for me at some points too, because you get all these. I know with our athletes, you know, they're they're wealthy guys and they're young, and they hear all this stuff. Hey, should I go keto? No, you shouldn't go. Ketones don't grow on trees. You need carbohydrates. Our guys burn their performance. Yeah, three four thousand calories a a day. We they need carbs. They need good carbs, in my opinion. But a lot, some of them can get away with shitty carbs too. You know, like depending on their makeup. Exactly. So. It's so specific to the individual, to the individual, yeah, and where you are, your activity level, what your, your genetics obviously yep. play a huge, huge role, like we talked about. Huge. Um, but again, I think that all goes back to investing in that and investing in you know, like these these people I've seen that go to the Orange Theory and else you know have resting heart rates of uh, you know 125 and wonder why. It's just like, well, maybe that's not for you. You know, like maybe brisk walking is better. You know, to get your heart rate at a at a zone that it becomes a little bit more efficient and what have you. But some I know with my wife, going back to my wife, it, you know, for her it's like I can't train her because I'm, you know, that's just our relationship. <laughs> um, but she wants it to be specific or, 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 or she's looking for something that she doesn't even know what, what it is. Right, right. You know what I mean? A it's lot like, of people are that way. I'll go do yoga. Yeah, you go do yoga because you're bendy as hell and you're good at it. Right. You know, like it's... Those misconceptions are hard to get people away from. I, I don't mind people going towards, though, things that they enjoy or are good at. Oh, no, Because that's what, what will be consistent. Yeah, you know, and I what, said to her, like, you know, go do Pilates. At least then there's more, 
uh, resistance. Yeah, like there's more around muscle tension and you know isometric strength and what have you. Whereas yoga, like I'm not meant to do yoga. I'm yeah. a thick branch. I'm not meant to bend in those ways. But Eldoa, fantastic for me. That's all about spinal health. I need that. What's Eldoa? Eldoa is like a, a form of isometric concentrated stretching, mm. I guess you would call it. I'm probably brutalizing with, that With term. a person? With a, with a trainer? Yeah. I mean, you, we, I do it in classes. We have a really, couple of really good instructors um, in Orange County. But it's basically all spinal health. Uh, it's all around fascial tissue. It's all around holding positions. Uh, you know, the first time I ever, I ever did it, the, the guy looked at me and said, oh, you're going you're gonna to be in for one tonight. Mm-hmm. And me and my wife went on a date night there and, you know, she was fine with it because she's Gumby and hypermobile and whatever, but I am not, you know, so it was, I walked out of there, I felt taller and it just feels like that pressure off your spine and those, you know, thoracic spine, especially for me from, mm-hmm. you know, too much bench press and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, uh, later or uh, earlier in life uh you know but it's it's finding those modalities or whatever you want to call it that fit into the schedule and yeah you can do what you like i love to bench press i still do it but i do it once a week and i keep my volume to a certain point you know because i know if i do too much of it i get rounded forward i get trap problems neck problems whatever and i know if i do too much then it's going to be a problem Hmm. i gotta i gotta overdo the pulling as opposed to the pushing but my bench still goes up What, what excites you these days uh, you know what? I love what I do. Uh, I think I'm super fortunate to be in the field that I am because I love helping people. And whether it's a pro athlete or a you know uh, a young up and coming uh, athlete or even just someone looking for help, you know. And I think that's I feel very fortunate to be in the field that I'm in. And you know, we we moved out here four years ago. I have three kids, and you know, it's it's been an adventure. And North County, yeah. Oh, wow. It's hopefully someone something that continues, and kind of looking forward to that next step. But being out here. Like California is like this health and wellness field. It's just, Huge. you can do anything. Yeah. You can do anything. And that's probably positive and negative. But yeah. I feel like every startup, every nutrition, every company is just here, you know, and like you get with a lot of good people. And I got some projects that I'm working on and that that are exciting to me. And maybe, you know, eventually getting a facility out here for, for athletes and what have you. And, that, and that's exciting. But just being in this environment, I feel like, you know, there's just something here that, People are itching for it, obviously, with the population, the weather. All those things are big factors in that, whereas Canada's, you know, I don't like winter <laughs> anymore. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about our field. I feel like there's some really brilliant people, Mark being one of them. We just uh, He was out visiting me in July at our development camp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so guys like him that are pushing our field forward and uh, even with the sports teams around here, some great coaches and what have you that are really – it's a, it's an exciting time to be in my field. I feel. I want. I, wanna, I know your focus is on elite training, but I want. I want to just get your recommendations for an average person. But what should the average person be doing? You know, when we talk about the average person, and I think I already spoke about it a little bit in terms of um, what people are dealing with coming into the gym, seeing different populations of people. The first thing I look at is hydration. You know, and and when people aren't drinking enough water. For, you know, whatever reasons, whether it's, you know, their job or, you know, they, they like their coffee as opposed to water or, or other colored drinks or what have you, uh, it turns out to be a really big factor in, you know, performance. And performance could be just a, you know, a, a lunchtime workout for somebody or it could be an after work activity, whatever it is. Uh, it's a really great product that we use called Hydrolyte. And uh, I use it um, probably every day. I use it with our athletes every day. I use it with our general population every single day. And it's something where if people are drinking a minimal amount of water, adding hydrolyte, a supplement like hydrolyte to the water is just going to, you know, increase the uptake. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help that much more. It's just going to give them that extra boost. Uh, obviously, we still want people drinking water and, you know, the value of that is massive and you know, when you're talking about average consumption, it's between that four to six bottles on a minimum, you know, 500 milliliter bottles. And most people just aren't getting that, you know. And I think when you include a supplement like Hydrolyte, it's, it just makes it a lot easier. And I think that's what people are looking for. They're looking for simple, simple answers. And, uh, you know, we use it during travel. We use it during competition even. Uh, but it's something that you can, you know, put in your regular practice as a someone trying to get in shape or, you know, weekend warrior, whatever you want to call it. Most people don't need any kind of supplements, right? Are they I don't maybe think so. a multivitamin, maybe. But I mean, people always ask, what supplements should I be taking? I said, if you're a young, healthy person, no supplement. Yeah, you should be eating real food. food. Real food. Now, meaning- if you have other problems or, you know, whatever 
things that you're dealing with, yeah, yeah. you should get them addressed by a, by a, a healthcare practitioner or yeah. what have you. That's a different um, issue. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think you, you know, eat first. Are you making your own food? You know, six out of seven nights a week. You know, we try to get our athletes live the eighty twenty. Eighty percent of the time, you're we call it the athlete's plate, which isn't really specific to the athlete, depending on the ratio of food. But good lean protein. I'll say clean carbs, but that's kind of a terrible term. Good carbohydrates, slow carbs, whatever you want to call them. Lots of greens, lots of color, and some fat. All that's right. A, so the, so that's an, I think an average person could benefit from that too. Yeah, and it's I mean, it really comes down to then and, and caloric then, intake. Right. So how do they how do they assess that? Well, we we use an old trick, and it's uh, a, a supplement or not a supplement company, a nutrition company, RP Templates. Really, really good brand. I have nothing to do with them. I, I know the guy, and I use their products, but. You know, they, they do really, like, how do you size up your food? You know, piece of protein the size of your palm, you know, or this, this between your palm and your hand, depending on how big you are. Yeah. Um, and, and then thickness of your palm. So for me, I can eat a pretty good-sized steak. Yeah. And I enjoy that. Yeah. But I work for it. Now, is this every meal or is this? De- yeah. I mean, okay. I, I, okay. I, think it's a good, I think it's a good thing. When you okay. put your hand on the plate, yeah. it takes up, you know, almost half your plate. True protein. A, I yeah. Agree. yeah. And that's a good. Totally agree with that. And that's a good amount of protein. And then fat, where's the best source for that? You know, extra virgin olive oil, nuts and seeds, again, a little more higher in the calories. So depending on where you're at. Um, Do you get into the coconut oil and that kind of oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. That's, ghee. Okay. My wife cooks with ghee. It's unbelievable. Coconut oil has been sort of vilified lately. It has. But, yeah. I mean, again, it's, you know, gluten's bad. Well, if you eat nothing but gluten, there's, you're probably going to run into some problems. Right. But there's nothing wrong with pasta. Right. You know, and if when and if I ever go to Italy, I'm going to eat a hell of a lot of pasta. <laughs> you know, like, but when I'm here, I'm not going to focus on it because it's not a good energy source for me it doesn't do well in my stomach so i'm going to stay away from it and the slow carb is like sweet, sweet potato. potatoes yeah. brown rice you know quinoa is not really a carb but it, it it does the job how much of that so what we say to our athletes is two fists of your own fists and that's for an active athlete so for that's for the carbs yeah yeah now for the for the uh, you know the average Joe or whatever, I think that's a half to a full fist. I say that's a lot for an average person. And yeah, then should they? If I wonder if people will have appetite problems if unless they up the fat a little bit. You know what the other thing with that is, you know, slice up some avocados on top of your salad, extra virgin olive oil, what have you. But the other thing with that is something that I caught myself on is eating slower mm. because I would sit down in front of the TV or you know. When we were young, we were in our first house. You know, you kind of eat in front of the TV, which is horrible. I wouldn't even take breaths. You know, and I just yeah, inhale. You're, you're hungry. Yeah. And, yeah. and by the end, I'm just like, oh, now I want to eat some more. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, can you take, you know, whatever is it, 30 bites or <laughs> chew it 30 times? But it works. Eat slower. Eat slower. Enjoy your food. Take breaths. But, you know, I think it was, I don't know who recommended it to me, 15 breaths between each bite. Oh, my gosh. Not each bite, sorry, but each uh, mouthful. Uh-huh. So you got to sit there and, you know, breathe 15 times before you can take the next one. You'll, that'll drastically change the amount of food you're taking in. Because I think people also don't realize how important caloric intake is. Well, that's the other piece. Well, I mean, if you want to lose weight, it's calories in versus calories out. Period. Good and carbs, bad carbs. I think the, the other thing, though, the, the, that, that's one piece that's not quite adequately discussed. And the other is sort of appetite management. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's why I worry about the fats. Oh, for sure. And I think fat's a huge one. And I, I like the, you know, the bulletproof coffee stuff. Oh, yeah, that's, the MCT oil. Yeah, it's great. And I use that stuff too. I don't lean on it. I use it. Uh, I eat, eat a lot more avocados. I eat a lot more nuts, almonds, what have you, but not without overdoing it. Again, I think that's a, that's the calorie uh, conscious more than anything. It doesn't mean you have to eat like a bird. It's just knowing when to take those in. A lot of adults that we see back home it's they'll have a cup of coffee and a a bagel or a you know a a muffin which is really a piece of cake um, with some dried fruit in it and then they won't eat again until three four o'clock yeah and then they'll eat a huge yeah yeah. they'll overeat too fast and then they'll snack on sweets because they're craving sugar and salt and what have you and it just it's a cycle. Yeah, and then they can't get to sleep, and then they don't get enough. Yeah, re- that's why know. the the high protein, high fat stuff has really worked for me. It's been crazy. Yeah, and crazy I, how effective that's been for me. For me as well. If I know how better, how much better I feel after probably sticking to the, similar to what you do yeah. in terms of my eating, and I know when I do need carbs. If you know we do 
different more if our, if we change our training up a little bit in terms of adding more expenditure i know i can i can use some more we use a good product called you can which is a um uh super starch it's mm. basically invented to keep diabetic children alive oh wow so we feed it to our athletes it's unbelievable like right before exertion or yeah about yeah. 30 minutes before and we use it afterwards as well because huh. it, it's i'll send you some if you want it because it's an incredible product it's one of the only supplements that actually works because it, it, it has to work but, but it, it delivers energy but is it lower calorie or what yeah the calories are insignificant oh but it, please it's because that. it's it's because it's a slow carb it's not going to get your you know your eyes rolling back in your head or anything yeah. but it's funny we, we, we give it to our guys and then we took i took it away and they're like, oh, where's our, where's our drink? Where's our drink? <laughs> you know, and it's, again, it's, I, I like the supplements that you can drink your Red Bulls and whatever. You're only going to get a, in my experience, you're only going to get a limited response from that. And the response is going to be way shorter than you think it is. Even with coffee and stuff like that, if you drink terrible coffee with, you know, and you drink too much of it, your body just starts to, we're not going to use this as well anymore. Right. We're going to get rid of most of it. We're going to buffer it faster than you think, and it's not going to be... Um, that, that is that does seem to be the thing with nutrition. You have to change it up a bit. Sometimes. Oh, for yeah. sure. Like it's like cycling through proteins. Yeah, I like whey protein, but I don't take it all the time. We use some plant based. We use some uh, collagen protein. Like change it up. Keep your not keep your body guessing. That's terrible. But um, to some degree, it's we'll just, keep it from yeah, accommodating. Variety. Right. It's yeah. like gluten. It's, yeah. You can't. You know, pasta's good, especially good pasta. But I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to eat it maybe a couple times a month. Period. If that. Well, Mark, we got to wrap this up. Is there anything I've missed? Other stuff you want to talk about? Uh, no, that's we got, uh, got to most of it. Yeah, I think so. It's it's a it's a topic I, we could just go all day. On oh yeah, it just goes and goes and goes and get and and I, again, if we if I were an elite athlete, we'd be having a completely different conversation. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I am definitely a dilettante, but there are people that are obviously uh, haven't done as long as I have, or either just getting into it or trying to figure it all out. And and I, I like I like the philosophy you're using. I, I want to try that starch stuff. Though. Yeah, so definitely send you <laughs> I want some. to try yeah. that. Um, other than FitzgeraldETS.com and at FitzgeraldETS, anything else where you should send people? Uh, you know what? That's that's it for now. We're, I got some things in the works. Uh, the uh, app, Elite Training System app. Yeah, so we have it? our own app. Uh, we use kind of internally for organizations and teams and stuff that we work. That's with. not something that's got a bunch of recommendations for workouts or something like that on. Yeah, that. so we'll we'll get a contract with a you know a hockey school. So the average person shouldn't get the app. No, we they can actually. They can't get yeah, okay. um, but eventually. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. We'll yeah. look for that. And in the meantime, we'll just follow you on Twitter. And uh, welcome to California. I'm glad you're Thank out you. here. Thank and you. Uh, congratulations it. on all this. And thanks for the advice. And I hope people put put it to good use. And uh, we'll be back. Take a little break. And uh, back with some of your calls. Well, I want to tell you about these guys named. The product is called Sunday Scaries, and it's a CBD product. Uh, now, I have generalized anxiety disorder. I had panic in college. I had depression as well. This is an exceedingly common problem. And the clinical research is slowly coming in. In fact, there's mounting evidence that CBDs may have a really significant impact on the treatment of anxiety, insomnia, even pain and inflammation. So there's several different ways to use these products, but I am increasingly convinced that this is a good thing. Sunday Scaries gummies provide a calm, clean sense of relief, a little bit of mild euphoria sometimes. They're great for sleep. And they can be ordered online or from our their website at sundayscaries.com, shipped directly to your front door. I've been using this. I gave it to Corolla. I've given it to friends. And if you listen to the A&D show the other day, I gave them one on the air. And some people uh, really find that it helps with some of their joint discomfort. Other people find it's useful for sleep. And uh, myself, it's, it's, it takes the edge off anxiety. No, no evidence yet of real significant adverse, of any significant adverse effect for that matter. Uh, it's, it's highly available. Talk, about, talk to your physician about this. Don't go treat yourself for any conditions. Always talk to your doctor. But uh, I think you'll find a growing enthusiasm amongst the metal, medical community. There are also subscription packages for reoccurring monthly orders at a discounted rate. And right now, our listeners can buy Sunday Scaries with a 10% discount and free shipping. It is Sunday Scaries, S-U-N-D-A-Y, Scaries, S-C-A-R-I-E-S.com. Use that promo code Dr. Drew, D-R-D-R-E-W, no, no period or anything. That's SundayScaries.com, promo code Dr. Drew. Contains zero THC, so no significant psychoactive chemicals in there. 
And the goal here is just bring awareness and elevate the conversation. And again, make sure you've talked to your doctor about it. It uh, seems to be a really significant move forward. And uh, I'm happy to have Sunday Scaries here. So uh, give them a try. Well, here we go again with uh, difficult terminologies when you're looking to buy a car, MSRP, invoice, list price, dealer price. All that's there to confuse you. All you really want is what you're going to have to pay for the car. What's the real price or what True Car now calls true price? Know, you can know exactly what you're going to pay for the car you want. You've looked for the car. you found the very vehicle. It's on a True Car certified dealer's lot. You've seen what other, other pay for a similar vehicle. You lock in a fair price and you get the true price, including fees and accessories. All this before you ever get to the dealership. And True Car dealers will show you the true car price, the true price. True Car dealers want that true price. They want it in your hands because, well, they know what you want and they are competing for your for your business. And you can do it all from the comfort of your own home. You know, True, true Car certified dealers is a true price that's competitive price. They want to win that business, as I said. So check it out. True Car, the true price is a great price. And don't forget, whether you're shopping for a new or a used car, as you lock in that price for the vehicle you want, it's a true price and it's an actual vehicle on a True Car certified dealer's lot. So when you're ready to buy new or used, enjoy a more confident car buying experiences experience. Some features not available in all states. If you like my show, you're going to love Life Reboot on Podcast One. It's time to live your best life. And host Leah Messer and Lindsay Riley and Brian Scott are here to give you the tools you need to empower yourself and live life to the fullest. Check out Life Reboot every Wednesday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Well, now our friends at Zoom, I use these guys all the time. Video conferences has changed everything, right? No long trips. And now with Zoom, flawless video, pin drop, clear audio. You don't even have to have the video. I use it sometimes just for the audio. But the high, D, the high def video is just striking. And the first time you see 49 participants live on one screen, come on now. With Zoom, you can share anything with anyone from any device, Word file, spreadsheet, presentation deck, YouTube video, photo from your phone. Whatever it is, Zoom is everything you could imagine in video communication and more. Some amazing features you probably didn't even think of. You can even set up a green screen and put whatever you want behind you. So look, you're probably already using Zoom, but if you are not, and if you do use it, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, find out. Visit zoom.us to set up your free account today. It's ridiculous. It's so good. Meet happy with Zoom video communications. Set up that free account now at zoom, Z-O-O-M dot U-S. And we are back. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to go out to some callers now, and let's just go straight on out to Paul. Paul, what's up? Hey, Dr. Drew. How's it going? Good. Paul, what's up? Hey, so I was wondering if you've ever heard of a woman named Gretchen Rubin. Tell me more. And no, but I'm, I'm, I'm up for everything. Go ahead. Okay, great. Well, so she's a best-selling author, and her most recent book is called The Four Tendencies, mm-hmm. and it has a personality framework. There are four of them, obviously, uh, and I thought you might be interested in hearing about this. It's, it has a lot it. of overlap with some of the things. So, okay, it's basically a two-by-two two matrix, and you can think of it as whether or not people respond to inner expectations and whether or not they respond to outer expectations. Yep, so I think that's, that's kind of accurate. Yeah, so I think you are what she calls an upholder, which is also what she is. And those are people who both readily respond to inner and outer expectations. But I, I have a so, preponderance of going out before I go in, if that makes sense, in this little framework. In other words, I, 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 I first respond out, and then whatever happens inside is sort of secondary to the, the first. My, my, my posture is towards the outside. If that makes sense. So you may be then what she calls an obliger, which is someone who readily responds to outer expectations yeah. and always puts others first. Yeah, that's, um, that's but, me, unfortunately. <laughs> but the reason why I thought you might be an upholder is people who are upholders tend to make their own commitments. So working out is actually a big thing for upholders, and I know you're Oh, so that. I'm sort of kind of both. Okay, interesting. interesting. Yeah, and then um, myself and Mr. Corolla are surely what are called questioners. <laughs> and so those are people who readily respond to inner expectations and they only respond to outer expectations when it makes sense to them, when they run it through their own filter. Oh, that's interesting. So questioners hate arbitrary things. Um, and so she'll ask, how would you think about a New Year's resolution? And 
an upholder would say, I love it. And a questioner would say, why does it have to be on January 1st? <laughs> December 30th. That's really funny. And it's very interesting. They, one line that made me laugh out loud, because again, this is some, something I have in common with Mr. Corolla. In particular, they hate traffic laws that are arbitrary. So red turn arrows, stop signs, that kind of thing. <clears throat> That's and it. then lastly, uh, the, the last matrix is those who respond neither to inner or expect, or outer expectations are rebels. And, um, that has, I can't remember the disorder you labeled Ray with, but it, it's, Related to that, I think. So op- um, oppositional defiance? Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah. And it, it's quite interesting. Though she it, she gives it the name rebel, um, it it's, sounds negative, but, you know, she thinks perhaps Gandhi was a rebel. So people right. who... I, I'm going to bet rebel they, can have sort of different versions. Like it, it can occur in probably different biological contexts. In other words, certain people can be a rebel and have empathy and kind of be able to sort of uh, be concerned about other people in certain certain situations, and there are probably rebels that have no empathy and are kind of dangerous. That's right. Yeah. And she's actually very quick to point out that this is just one narrow aspect of people's personality. Yeah, so yeah, this is just an interesting, yeah, it's just, skills, a, it's just yeah. an interesting construct that she's created. She's probably seen it, you know, repeatedly in her experience and is just putting it out there as another construct. It's good. All these different constructs have... It, it, because our personalities and our brain functions are is so complex, all these different models help us fit together a more holistic picture of how our brains work. If that makes That's sense, that's right. They're just they're just simple approximations yeah. of yeah. what is an infinitely complex biological structure there that we you can't go. possibly understand. Well, we will, I think, one day. And but we but what it turns out the brain is doing is probably very different than these macro concepts that we use to understand one another. Yes. Precisely. Well, I highly recommend you have her as a guest. Her, her specialty is happiness research. Ooh. She's very bright. She, Gary, she's a, listen to this. Her, so her Gretchen Rubin. We want to try to yeah, get her. Yeah, her book is a New York Times bestseller. She's extremely smart. I, I, you I guys like would it. have a lot to talk okay. about. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I, I have everything you said about her, I looked it up while we were talking here. It, it all looks like stuff I'd be very fascinated by. So, and I, and yeah, I like she, I, I like her sort of, grad. but I like her sort of empiric you know, sort of approach to all this stuff. It's nice, very interesting. Yeah, she's very pragmatic, and I know you love that. Yep. So. All right, Paul. Thank you so much. Thanks, Doctor. I appreciate it, man. Uh, this is Sharon. Sharon, what do you say? Hi. How are uh, you? Good. Um, so I have a brother, older brother. I'm the youngest of four. Um, he's been in and out of rehab for years. Um, and so most recently he's he's out and he's clean, which is great. Um, but uh, we've had a lot of um, arguments and things with his what, new wife and uh, some family drama. One of the things that always comes up is he's gone in and out, he's been arrested, all this stuff, but he's never really, like, apologized to any of us. And okay, so never really sorry, to slow down, slow down a little bit. So what's his drug of, <laughs> what's his drug of choice? Um, well, he's kind of mixed it up. Um, so back in the day, it was cocaine mm-hmm. and drinking, and now it's uh, painkillers. Okay, and and, uh, and some he, other things. And how many wives has he had? Uh, this is number two. Okay, and hmm, has he ever been diagnosed with anything other than addiction? No. Has there mm-hmm. ever been concerned about? Has he ever been involved in criminal behavior of any type? Like, got in trouble with the law? Yeah, he was arrested for drugs and possession, things like that. Um, well, anything not related to drugs? Uh, fights? Uh, yeah, fights. Okay. Things like that, so usually he, under the influence. Yeah. So he may have a personality disorder on top of his addiction, right? But it's really hard to tell mm-hmm. when somebody's an addict because guys like this can look like sociopaths and when they get sober or narcissists, and when they get sober, all that personality stuff at least settles down sometimes. So that's what you hope for, but it sounds like in now in his sobriety, there still is a lot of personality stuff going on, right? Yeah, especially yeah. and now we have the wife involved, and she's also recovering. Um, How long has she been I, sober? I, I hope I don't know. I don't know her that well. Um, but so, so two two new people living together. Sober to me. Yeah, two new people <laughs> living together is going to be a disaster. That that's two newbies yeah. is like two people trying to hang on to two anvils they just sink yeah so that's gonna be a problem um and what's is he on a medication now your brother he, he is he's on um so he has some some 
like back issues and things like that. So they put him on like nerve pain medication. Lyrica, so Neurontin. Well, he's he got takes, back pain. Uh, he's on back. His back pain. His back pain because gabapentin is fine. He's on his back pain because of the opiates. That back pain is going to go away. That I can pretty much guarantee if he stays sober. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neurontin's good. Neurontin's good for post acute withdrawal and stuff. So that's that's reasonable. He's on anything else. That's all I know. Okay. Of, of, all right. Well, hand. that's good. But the, is the he going problem to, is, hang on. Is he going to meetings? As far as I know, he does. Good. Like, all right. We're not speaking right now. So all right. So all good. All good. Yeah. All good. Now, in terms of apologies, under no circumstances should somebody with that history humbly, I would say, or I would, I would, I would, I shouldn't say it so emphatically. It would ordinarily be the case that somebody with that history would not even attempt an apology, and his nor would his his sponsor, if he had a good one, allow him to make anything like an apology for at least a year. Because when when an addict makes an apology or at this stage of the game, it's to relieve his guilt and 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 to apologize for your discomfort, not to make it right. Once he's been sober a year or two. Then he will come not to apologize, but to make an amends, which means cleaning up his side of the street, making things mm. right. Okay. It's it's been a few years though. So he's been sober I'm... a few years. I thought you said he just yeah. was out of treatment. No, no, no. He's been sober a few years. A few years. Yeah, and this isn't like the first time that you know. It's been a gap of like say like seven years. He'll be fine, and then he'll go back on, you know, whatever it is and go yeah. back into rehab again. But I've never, ever had that kind of conversation with him where he's ever apologized for all the things from when I was little, because I'm the youngest out of the group. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'm, you know, hoping that it would come, but it never did. And now all of the kind of arguing that's going on in the family, I've just kind of thrown up my hands and kind of given up. And I know my siblings, my, my sister and I are kind of on the same page, but my other siblings are just kind of sweeping it under the carpet as we always usually do, kind of just letting it go. And my parents are older, and yeah. I feel bad. And wh- what are they arguing about? What are they arguing about? Um, it, it's basically just it, stupid stuff, and it just turns into a bigger argument. But it's basically all the underlying things that you know from the past are still kind of there that have never really been resolved. Like well, I said, or apologize it, for it. It so. makes me wonder if he's actually in the program. It makes exactly. me wonder if he's actually sober. You could yeah. certainly go to him and say, ask him how he's doing and, and tell him how his disease had made you feel mm-hmm. when you were little and see if you get anything like what you need. I wouldn't attempt anything like that, though, unless you yourself had a therapist and an Al- and or an Al-Anon program and sponsor to support you because there's no telling how that, so that kind of thing would go. Okay. Yeah, it hasn't gone well in the past. <laughs> right. So you need you need somebody yeah. in your corner before you go into that room. Okay. 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 All, right. All right. Thanks. All right. Good luck. Well, our friends at TheraWorks uh, are delivering a product that uh, has changed the life of many of my patients. Uh, I know for you that don't experience these things, it seems a bit mysterious. But if you are one of those sufferers of muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief is for you. You've heard me talking about TheraWorks Relief. It's a non-greasy foam, clinically proven to relieve cramps fast, reduce muscle soreness, and with daily use, preferably twice daily, TheraWorks Relief can prevent muscle cramps. So you're not bolting out of sleep uh, in the middle of the night, disrupting sleep, health issue. You're unable to exercise. drives me crazy, but some people, muscle cramps prevent it. Uh, And look, just even getting about for some people, they develop these terrible cramps, and this really takes care of it. People are so happy with TheraWorks Relief. It takes only minutes to apply. It absorbs quickly. It works. I recommend TheraWorks Relief to my family, friends, patients. They tend to hand it off to other people. It's my choice for preventing and relieving muscle cramps. Make it yours, too. Get TheraWorks Relief in the pain aisle at Walmart, CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, or talk to your pharmacist. They're as enthused as I am because we no longer have to use a medication to deal with these cramps. And believe me, when you've got them, people get desperate. They're willing to take dangerous medication to relieve them, but no more. Not with TheraWorks Relief. Go to TheraWorksRelief.com where you can learn more. Again, that is TheraWorks Relief for your muscle cramps. 
One of the most crucial components of addiction recovery, of course, is accountability. And part of what makes the disease so difficult or, you know, one of the difficulties is self-regulation, especially those in outpatient treatment or pain management programs. Now, these facilities require and use regular urine testing to ensure compliance. That's all we got is the urine toxicology. But these are often not observed. This has led to an epidemic of falsified, adulterated samples where patients either use someone else's urine or widely available synthetic urine. The result is people keep using and treatment is just a waste of time. Recently, I found out about a solution that virtually eliminates that possibility. Even in facilities where they are unobserved, it is called ToxProtect, a DNA-verified drug test and lab service that provides 100% sample authenticity. ToxProtect was created by Genotox Labs and can be used in place of standard urine drug tests. starts with a simple one-time cheek swab to establish the patient's identity. When submitted, each subsequent screening uses DNA testing to verify the sample matches the patient. Additionally, ToxProtect screens for synthetic urine and any adult alterations that would indicate dilution or other monkey business. In other words, it pretty much guarantees you know what's going on with the patient. I'm excited to see this service being used, and I think it can significantly improve an addict's chance for a successful recovery. I'm going to be talking more about Genotox Labs and Tox Protect on future shows. Thankfully, it is being used by more and more facilities every day. Be sure to ask for it by name, Tox Protect. To get more information or to share it with your facility, go to drdrew.com slash toxprotect. Again, that is my site, drdrew.com slash T-O-X-P-R-O-T-E-C-T. Talks Protect. All right, we'll try uh, Robert. Huh, I'm not getting anybody through, Gary. Hi. Oh, there you are, Robert. What's up? Mm-hmm. I got you. Hi. Yeah, um, uh, mental illness kind of runs in my family, uh, specifically uh, manic depression, bipolar uh, type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my dad over the weekend, um, after some kind of depression issues and lack of sleep after my uh, grandfather died, um, he started showing um, some real signs um, of bipolar, manic depression type stuff. And he became manic. Um, he, he became manic. Yeah. Hypomanic. Yeah, he manic. um. Yeah, like he he talked basically non-stop for two days straight no sleep um he for the first time ever um got aggressive mm-hmm. like physically with my after he got paranoid so um, he's how old is he about some stuff he is um 54 okay. i think any uh, drugs or alcohol um, in there no never um, sure we're lately a pretty conservative christian family mm-hmm. and um, All right. Well, he needs to be sta- he needs to be yeah. stabilized. I mean, this can get very bad. Yeah. Well, he's he we we had to have him um, committed, kind of committed it. Good. And uh, against against his will, so we're Good. we're not as in control of it as we would like. I, I didn't know if you had any suggestions on. Well, they'll they'll treat um, him, and when, when he settles, he'll land, and he'll not even remember a lot of this. It'll be hard yeah. for him to even yeah. understand that's the condition he was in. But uh, you've done exactly the right thing, and this is a highly biological and highly treatable condition, and he'll be fine. He really will. Okay. Would you have any suggestions on stuff to um, – I mean, it, it's happened like my my, my great-grandfather had it, my grandmother had it, my so dad and his brothers both yeah. had it. Is there anything I should watch for as I get older? Well, the the main thing for you is that if you develop a major depressive episode or anything like hypomania is to treat it aggressively because it it tends to – there's some data I've seen that suggests it will kindle during the late teens and 20s. In other words, if you let the swing start to really develop during those early young adult years, then it, they'll just keep going the rest of your life. While if you suppress yeah. them, if you really are aggressive about it during that window – they tend to dampen and not be as bad as they might have been. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Yeah, and what would, when you when you say treatment, or is that is Med, that it's always for bipolar? It's always medication, but you, as little as possible. Okay. Yeah. So as little as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Thank Good you luck, so man. much. Uh, and this is Bobby. Bobby, what's going on? Hey, Drew. Um, I had a question. Um, I'm 37 years old, mm-hmm. and I've never done any kind of like marijuana anything like that now that it's legal you know i was curious i was thinking about like trying some edibles um i think it'd be interesting and i was just wondering what are the risks why why go all the way to edibles they're the hardest to kind of figure out as an initial they're hard to dose because it's slow onset and that kind of thing it's much easier with like a vapor yeah and so i i first would say use something more rapid acting right if you're going to try that 
And I'm 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 kind of curious myself what stuff is like these days because it seems so different than when I was growing up. The what I worry about for myself is triggering triggering panic and anxiety, which certainly can happen to some people. Uh, although the manufacturers these days insist that oh not with the certain types that they have those were the old blends and blah blah blah. Uh, you could overdose and have a toxic reaction or a psychotic reaction that does happen, but pretty rare. Um, mm-hmm. That's about it. Trigger addiction, I guess, but not usually in a single exposure. Nothing like that. Okay. Well, I mean, I there's no that, real, there's no some... big risk. No, no big risk in a single exposure, as long as you don't take too much. And by the way, yeah, you're okay. 37. I would... I, you'd be worried more worried than a younger person because it can affect the mind, the brain more permanently, and. And it can also trigger they they think now might be able to trigger certain mental illnesses, but not at thirty seven. Cool. That's I kind of thought the risk would be less uh, because of that. Like, yeah. um, and I'm not really worried about being addicted to it or anything. Nah, it's like socially, and I would I, I there's something for me like there's something really personal. I've never smoked a thing in my life. I'm, I'm kind of not interested in ingesting it that way. Yeah. Um. So I just the. the, the um, well, talk, talk like to somebody. Most, yeah. All right, talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about in terms of dosing. What Gary's going to give you a recommendation? Yeah. yeah, and then whoever that person is, like trust them a lot and get their advice on dosing. Then take half of that and yeah. wait an hour. <laughs> yeah, because especially yeah. with edibles, if you go too far down that rabbit it's hole, really, it's a it, long. Like yeah. it can be like eight, nine right. hours. Right, there's no way back. So right, yeah. So right. so right. I, I get that. Yeah, I'm. A, I, I got gotcha. you. I'm a musician and like, you know, like most of the rest of my band, like they're all like experts, you know, and so <laughs> I kind of want to join in the antics, but they've had stories like, you know, it's like, well, I, I'm going to bet, I'm, I'm going to bet. Yeah. I know you feel like you're missing out on something, but I'm going to bet it's not going to be as a, it affects different brains differently. It's, it's a funny drug. Some people are just incredible and other people it's like, ah, and other people it's paranoid and panic, that kind of thing. But you, we'll see. Well, uh, you know. I, I'm really interested to see. I know that the paranoid panic—that's that's a possibility. But I'm really interested for what it does sensory, like sensory-wise. Like, I just a lot of my friends they say they listen to music on, you know, it, and and it's like it's an incredible new like plane of of existence, you know. And so I'm just curious. Yeah, but those are those are the guys that those are the guys that love it. Yeah, I, that's that's a bit much. But yeah. the other thing to to consider is. Um, context is key. Make sure that you when you decide to do it, you are doing something. You know, you feel comfortable. Exactly. You yeah. want to feel very comfortable. I mean, yeah. music festivals are fun, stuff like that, but you don't want to have to. I would, yeah. There can't well, be any chance that the boss is going to call two hours into it. <laughs> right. That, like, but, but also the, the music yeah. festivals, some people get agoraphobia and stuff. So yeah. I'm just, whatever overdoing. your thing is, don't be yeah. in a position where your boss could call and say, I need you yeah. in the office in a half hour. Yeah, we don't want you, because then you'll freak yeah. out. That sucks. <laughs> the good news is I'm a musician. I'm my own boss, so. You know, I think I'll I think I'll be okay. So you're yeah, not, I'll do it at home, maybe with you're, friends, play video games or something. Yeah, you know? you're not accountable to Adam Carolla like Gary is. Gary's high on edibles, and Adam calls. What are you going to do, Gary? What are you going to do? Uh, power through. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? <laughs> all right, thanks for the call, Bobby. Thanks for the call for all of you guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening again. Do a, go, go to doctor dot com and check out the family of pods we have there. Uh, in addition to the Doctor podcast, of course, there's this life and there's Swole Patrol. Check them all out. Uh, please join me at the Instagram, my Instagram site, which is drdrupinski, Dr. Drupinski. We do these live TVs, uh, live Instagram TV once in a while. And uh, am I going to answer that question too? Am I going to get another one in here? There's one more if uh, you maybe want. I'll do it. Okay. Um, and uh, so uh, just as a reminder, we're going to do the Opium series as an audio book. So I do want you to um, look at that. Clarissa, is this you again? Different Clarissa? Different spelling. Different Clarissa. Uh, Clarissa, what's going on? Whoops. Hi there. And I have just been feeling really kind of strange and weak, kind of lightheaded. I naturally have pretty low blood pressure, but it has never measured at the doctor's office to be dangerously low. But this summer... Yeah, this summer. Yes, this, this summer I got it measured at my grandparents' place, and there were a few times it was low, and I haven't had it measured since. And I'm wondering if if something could just happen where it just gets lower and contributes right. to feelings of overall weakness. And yeah, stuff. And but, I do but look, you're, you're making a diagnosis based on a very vague symptom. You need to I see am, a doctor. Right. There's a hundred, well, a thousand other things could be causing this, and you need a right. proper diagnosis. Low blood pressure is probably number 50 on the list of possibilities. Somebody your age typically does not get symptoms from low blood pressure. So oh, okay. if you're otherwise healthy without any medical problems, 
it needs to be explained. You need to go to the doctor and get fluid lab workup, physical examination, and figure out what this is. All right? That sounds like a good idea. That's on the gas. It does. Thank you, Clarissa. And uh, that'll do it. I'll see you all next time. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. Thank you.